today's message is, we are at war. Israel and Signs of the Time, part two. Last week, I started a message preaching about Israel and Signs of Time. And today I'm going to give you the second and the last part of this very important message. Please don't get distracted because this message is very important for your spiritual life. Why I am teaching and preaching about Israel and end times? Are you with me? Yeah. Some people are looking to the flies. <laughs> okay? Why I am preaching about Israel and the end times? Because by looking at all the prophecies in the Bible, I can see clear that we are heading towards the rapture of the church and the return of Jesus Christ. If you study prophecy or the Bible deeply, you are going to see that. We are very close. And as a pastor, I needed to preach about it. Because you needed to get ready. We are near to the rapture. Or we are near, we are at the door for Jesus' return. If I don't preach about prophecies, and signs of times, I am failing as a pastor. If I don't teach and preach about that. And God is guiding me in this next year, 2024. I'm going to talk a lot about prophecies and time. Why? Because you need to be prepared. I'm not here to teach you for you to have a better life, for you to enjoy life, but to be prepared because our redemption is, is, is going to come soon. Amen. Can you say amen? amen. I'm going to preach this in this new year, in 2024, about the rapture, about the return of Jesus, about the great tribulation, the wedding of the Lamb, the Antichrist, and about the millennium. I have to prepare you. Because you need to understand where we are. And what are going to happen. Why? Jesus said after the rapture. Some are going to be left behind. And what? If, and if, you, if you see that half of the church is not here. And you are left behind. What are you going to do? I'm going to teach you to help you. <laughs> To suffer a lot and then to be saved later. But it's going to be very hard. Our redemption is near. And many people in the church are not prepared. This is what I can see. Many are like the foolish virgins. And will be left behind. So get ready. And the time is not tomorrow. It's today. Amen? And I want to... Would you accept a challenge from me? Would you accept a challenge? Yeah. I want to give you a challenge. 
in this, until the end of this, this year, start the reading. Matthew 24, Matthew 25, that speak about the end times, and it's a prophetic verses, and read the book of Revelation. Okay? What is the challenge? Yeah, and book of Revelation. Hmm. Why? Say, Pastor, I am afraid to read Revelation <laughs> because it's scary. What's scary? No. The Bible says in Revelation 1, uh, 1 8, I think it says, Blessed are those who read and listen to this book of Revelation. When you read, when you listen, you are going to be blessed. And this is why I'm going to preach about that. Because when we teach about your future, we are going to prepare for your future. Can you say amen? amen. And I told you why I am preaching about Israel. Then you are going to say, Pastor, why are you talking about end times, but also teaching about Israel? What's the reason? Because Jesus said that his return would be conditioned or linked to Israel and the Jewish people. I'm not going to repeat what I preached last Sunday. Last Sunday. If you didn't listen the first part, please go and listen it. But we, not only Israel, we are in a spiritual war. The natural Israel and the spiritual Israel is at war. When you look, when you are watching the news, you are going to see that war. <laughs> but the church are at war. That is the spiritual Israel. And also, every time I am talking about Israel, please, I want you always to draw a parallel between the two Israels, okay? Every time I talk about Israel, because there is the natural Israel, which is made up of the Jewish people that are living in the Holy Land, but also there is the spiritual Israel, which is the church, the body of Christ, you and I. Amen? Okay? You are the spiritual Israel, but the natural Israel and are there at war, and we are at war. And also... For every promise that you read about the nation of Israel, pay attention. Every promise that you read about the nation of Israel and the Jewish people, remember that God has made even greater promise through Jesus Christ for you and I and our family. Amen? Everything started in Israel. Are you a Bible reader? If you're going to read this Bible, you're going to see. Everything started where? Israel. And we will finish to end in Israel. Our Savior was born in Israel. He lived in Israel. He preached in Israel. He was crucified in Israel. He died in Israel. He rose from the death, death in Israel. He was lifted up to heaven from Israel, from Israel. And one day we will go back to Israel. 
Wow. Everything started in Israel and we went in Israel. And we have to be prepared. This is why Satan wants to destroy Israel and also the church so bad. Satan hates Jewish people, Israel, and the, and the spiritual Israel. Did you know that Satan hates you? <laughs> but would you like to be loved by Satan? <laughs> yeah. For me, there's no problem that he hates me. I don't like him. <laughs> I'm not praying for Satan because he's not going to be born again. Okay? He's evil. He's going to be evil. Keep being evil. Why I am teaching about that? First, because you need to be prepared. But if you read this book, this book gave us the end of the story. <laughs> I know the end of the story. If you read this book, if you are connected to the prophecies, you have nothing to fear. Why? Because the end is determined, is prophesied by Jesus, by the prophets. And, and, it's, it's, and this book says that Israel will be protected. And the people of Israel will be saved. And the church of Christ, that is me and you, will be more than conquerors. This is, it's prophesied. The only thing you need is to be a true Christian, committed to Jesus. And you need to have your name written down in the book of life. Can you say amen? And I want to give you one verse from Jeremiah 30, verse 3. Let's read all together, please. For behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring back from captivity my people Israel and Judah, says the Lord. I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. Wow. It was God that said, not man, not Pastor Marshall. He said, I will bring them back home. And they shall possess the land. And they will never be uprooted again. And that happened in 14 of May 1948. As I mentioned last week. Do you remember? The Bible says, can a nation born in a day? Yes, in 1948, Israel came to life again when it was declared the state of Israel. I know, I know this preaching is not so popular today. <laughs> because when you listen about Israel, oh, Israel, Israel. The problem is people don't know this book. Now let's, I want to, let's, let's read some warnings that Jesus gave about the end times. Would you like to, 
to listen to some warnings of Jesus. Okay? Let's read uh, Matthew 24, 32, 34. And please, let's read it all together. Now, learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that the summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, pay attention, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation, you by no means pass away till all these things take place. Wow. Jesus said, keep this verse here, please. Jesus said, the, the generation that see the fig tree reborn will not pass away. The generation who see this fig tree, and we know, studying the Bible, all of us know that who is the fig tree? Israel. Israel is the fig tree. Then Jesus said, when you see the fig tree reborn, know that the time is near. Jesus is coming back. Get ready. Jesus is coming back. Wow, we are near to the end. I'm not giving you the day or the hour that Jesus is coming back. No. I am just reading Jesus' words. Be ready. Because he is at the door. Also, I'm, I'm going to give you now something that for me is astonishing. It's so powerful. In, in the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, Revelation 5, there is a sin in heaven. And it's very important. Why? Because it shows that God didn't use the Jewish people only down here on earth. Jesus was Jewish. Even in heaven, this was recognized. Jesus was recognized as Jewish in heaven. Revelation 5.2 that says, let's read all together. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals. Verse 5. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its seals. Hallelujah. Notice what is this. This is a sin that happened in heaven. In heaven. And then, here says, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Even in heaven, there is a Jewish redeemer. A savior and God. 
in heaven. Jesus was identified even in heaven through the tribe that he came from. The, Israel, the Israeli tribe of Judah. And did you know that the word Jew actually comes from the word Judah? Did you know that? The word Jew that originate the Jewish people comes from the word Judah. Or this language is used in heaven. So we have to understand that not only he was a Jew when he was here on earth, but he still is a Jew in heaven, in his resurrected body. And nowadays, many people cursing the Jewish people. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And his enemies will weep when he begins to roar. Because no one can fight the lion of the tribe of Judah. No one. Do you agree with? No one can fight against the lion of the tribe of Judah. No one. Now we are going to read one astonishing verse that Jesus himself said in John chapter four, 4. Do you remember when he was at the well with the Samaritan woman? Do you remember? He was at the well with the Samaritan woman. And Jesus said that. John 4, 21, 22. Jesus said to her, to her, Woman, believe in me. The hour is coming when you neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know that we worship what we worship. Let's read the, the last. For salvation. Again. For Again. Again. Wow. Underline that in your Bible. Jesus, the Jewish Messiah. Jesus said, for salvation is of the Jews. Jesus said that. Jesus was saying, I am the Messiah. And I would not be here if I, I were not for the Jewish people. And if it, I were not for the Holy Land. This is so powerful. And you must understand that with no Jews, there is no salvation. Mm. No Jews, no salvation. There is, this is why we stand with Israel. This is why. I don't mind what the people are saying about Israel. I stand with Israel. Amen. Why? Because for salvation is of the Jews. Salvation is of the Jews. When God wanted to send our Savior, Jesus, he chose 
these people. When God wanted to, to send someone to his son to on earth, he chose one place. And what's the place that he chose? Israel. He looked and said, hmm, it's going to be that place, that land. Maybe you're going to say, Pastor, why? Why he didn't choose Ireland? Why, why he didn't choose America? Why he didn't choose Canada? Or why he didn't choose England? Hmm. More posh. Maybe he's gonna he's gonna he's going to be more well known. Hmm. No! God said, I choose whatever I want. And he and he don't need to, to say why he chose them. He don't need to say why. Because he is God. And he chooses whoever he wants. Amen. Let's read Deuteronomy 7, 6 and 7. For you are, you are a holy people to the Lord, your God. The Lord, your God, has chosen you to be a people for himself. A special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Seven. The Lord did not set his love the lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people for you were the least of all people or god chose that place and that people not because they were strong not because it was a wonderful place. But because, because they were little and powerless. Do you remember with that I said to you, every time I speak to you about the natural Israel, what you have to do? There is a spiritual parallel, okay? Natural Israel, spiritual Israel. I want to read another verse. 1 Corinthians 1, 27, 28. Then this is the parallel. But God, but God has chosen what? The foolish things of the world to put to, to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world. And the things which are despised. God has chosen. And, he, and the things which are not. To bring to nothing the things that are. Hallelujah. God chose the natural Israel, that land and that people, the Jewish people. But also God chose you and me. He chose what? Why God chose you? Because you are strong. 
Because you are rich. Because you are beautiful. No. The Bible says God chose the foolish things. Can you imagine? You know my life. Who I was before. I was one addicted young man. With my life totally destroyed. That didn't know how to speak. Even Portuguese. A bad Portuguese I would speak. And now God is using me here. Why? It's because I am someone special. Now God uses the foolish things. Those who are not. In order to, put, to, to shame those who are mighty. And this is why God chose you. You are chosen by God. Don't say I am weak. Or don't say oh I am nothing. I have no strength. Yes, God uses those who say, God, you can count on me. It's not because of your diploma, your qualification, what do you have, your background that you came, your family, doesn't matter. You came maybe from a destroyed family. You came maybe from a place of death. But the Lord is saying, I have a new life for you. I have new things to do in your life. And God didn't choose you because you are so nice or powerful or have intelligence. No. Hallelujah. Say, I am chosen by God. Say. Look to the person next to you. You are chosen by God. Why? Why God chose just this kind of people? Huh? Are you with me? Why God chooses this kind of people? Those who have no qualification. Maybe no diplomas. No degrees. Do you know why? <laughs> There's a powerful verse. God said, My grace is made perfect in your weaknesses. When you feel weak, there is grace for you. Why? If I know everything, and I do things, and the things go right, what the people are going to say? If I do something very good, and then the people are going to applaud me because I am done. I am doing that. But when you don't know how to do, when you are weak, when you, are, you have no qualification, and the Holy Spirit enables you, empowers you, and you do everything by the power of the Holy Spirit, who will receive the glory? <laughs> not Mars, not you. Did you get the point? This is why God chose you. Because then, this is why when the people say, oh, pastor, you are, no, no, I'm nothing. It's just by the grace of God, amen? And this is the kind of people that always God uses. Thanks to God. Glory be to God. For he chose us first. Amen? Let's read another verse. Because we are talking about for salvation is of the Jews. Say with me, salvation is of the Jews. Yes. And for our Jewish Messiah, the Lion of Truba, tribe of Judah, 
our Redeemer be the glory. Genesis 12, 3. I will bless. I will bless. Those who bless Israel. And whoever curses you will, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Beloved brothers, this is the word of God talking to the first Jew, Abraham. Talking to him. He said, if someone curse you, God said, I will curse them. If God said, if someone curse you, I will curse his family and, and his nation. But those who bless you, I'm going to bless him, his family, and his nation. And this is why we are here to bless the nation of Israel. Maybe you're going to say, Pastor, and about the Palestines? I love the Palestines. We are praying for the Palestine. We don't hate. What is evil? It's that evil government, Hamas. But the Palestine, we are crying for them. I am praying for the Palestine. I am blessing them. But reading this book, I have to stand with Israel. Because the Bible says if you curse Israel, you're going to be cursed. And this is why we have to stand for Israel. But also, we are praying and blessing the, that people also. The Palestinian people. The whole world today is trying to wipe out the nation and the people of Israel. And wh why? The reason is because Satan knows that Jesus is coming back. And Jesus cannot come back if the Jews are not in the land of Israel and not in the city of Jerusalem. This is why people hate Israel. Because Satan hates Israel as Satan hates you. And his desire is to kill, steal, and destroy your life. Some 121. <laughs> this is what uh, the word of God said. Indeed, who watches over Israel, you neither slumber nor sleep. Ha! I promise you all that are listening to me. I promise you all that nobody is going to move them out of that land. No one. Why, pastor? Why are you saying? Because I know the end of the story. <laughs> because I used to read this book. All Israel's enemies will be destroyed. All. Every hater of that nation will pass away. And Jesus will come back and reign forever. And he will reign from Jerusalem. Without, not, without that nation, without the Jewish people, there will be no the patriarchs. Without that nation, there will be no Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Ezekiel, Daniel. All of them were Jewish. 
Without that nation, there will be no the apostles. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Without that people, there will be no the Bible. There would be no the Ten Commandments, no prophet. There would be no Savior. And here would be no salvation of souls. <laughs> Without them, the church would be not here. But maybe you're going to say, but pastor, and how about Israel? Israel, don't think they are holy people. Israel, they don't think they are doing everything right. Of course not. They are not believers. And also, the Israeli people, the Jewish, they are sinners. And they need to repent and to be born again to be saved. I'm not here saying that everything they does, they are doing right. Of course not. You have to read the Bible. Because you are going to see what are going to happen at the end, not now. But nowadays you are going to see Israel, in Israel, everything is evil. Most of the Jews don't know the Messiah, our Messiah. Jewish, Jewish people don't believe that Jesus is God. They, don't, they do not receive him because they are blind. But pay attention. They are blind now, but one of these days, their eyes are going to open up. Mm. They are blind now, but their eyes are going to open. Matthew 23, 39. Jesus said, for I say to you, and he was talking to the Jewish people here. I say to you. You shall see me, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You are not going to see me no more until the day that you're going to say, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And one day the Jewish people will cry out. How do you know, pastor? Because I am reading prophecies. Let's read uh, uh, Zechariah 12.10. Zechariah 12.10. That says, I will pour on, where? The house of David. And where more? On the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The spirit of grace and supplication. Then, they will look on me whom they pierced. Wow, what a revelation. Then they will look on me, not Pastor Mars, Jesus. They will look on Jesus, on me whom they pierced on the cross. One day they are going to say, we, we crucified Jesus, our Messiah. This is what the Bible says. They will repent. Uh, the Bible says God will pour out the spirit of grace and supplication. And they will look at me, at Jesus, 
whom they have pierced and crucified and will mourn and they will repent. They are going to cry out as they realized that Jesus is the Messiah. And their scales are going to come off from their eyes and they will be converted and come and to believe in Jesus Christ. How do you know, Pastor? I read this Bible. <laughs> and now I'm going to, to give you something that's going to make you crazy. So, wow, Pastor. Wow. Why? Israel is unique. And their whole history was foretold in prophecy. What did I say now? Their whole story was foretold before in prophecy. Hmm. Everything that happened with Israel. And God gave many prophecies in these books about the nation of Israel. I'm going to read some of them, okay, quickly. Just pay attention. It was foretold and prophesied that they would go into slavery in Egypt, okay? Second, it was foretold that they would be delivered with wealth from Egypt, and it happened just as God has said it would. God said, you are going to get out of Egypt with wealth, and that happened. It was prophesied that they would possess the land of Canaan. And if you read, they possessed. It, that happened. Also, it was prophesied that they would turn to idolatry. Hmm. And this is the reason. The, because of why they went to Babylon as captive. Why? Because they become idolaters. And be careful. Don't have idols in your life. Because the same can happen to you. Because there are many people that they are, they are in prison, captivities, because of their sins. It was prophesied that God would establish a temple in Jerusalem. It was prophesied. And that happened. All this is prophecy about Israel. Okay? It was prophesied that the Babylonians would invade Israel and Nebuchadnezzar in his arm would destroy the temple. And so the temple of Solomon, that beautiful temple, was destroyed. And we know the story. It was said that Israel would be scattered among the nations. It was said. Because of their sins. God said. I chose you to be a holy people. But because you sinned against me. You are going to be scattered. Among the nations. And what happened? They were scattered among the nations. It was prophesied. That Israel would be persecuted by the Gentiles. Hmm. And they were persecuted by the Gentiles. It was prophesied that God would regather and bring them back home from all 
the nations. And what happened? If you go to Israel, I have been there uh, some, sometimes. And if you go to Israel, you are going to see Russian Jews, uh, uh, Ethiopian Jews, Brazilian Jews, from all of the world. What God said happened because God brought them back to the land. Hmm. And the list, I, I have no time to go in this list about prophecy about Israel. But the list, uh, the list about the nation of Israel goes on. And all the predictions that I just gave you have already been fulfilled. All these prophecies. Listen what I'm going to say to you. Around 90% of the prophecy about Israel have been fulfilled. And there are only 10% of prophecy about Israel to be fulfilled. Mm. Only 10%. But uh, this, three, this 10% is only three prophecies. There are only three left are yet to be fulfilled about Israel. Would you like to know? Yeah. First one. They will be, there will be a gathering of nations against Israel. Where did you get that, Pastor? Ezekiel 38 and Ezekiel 39. Now we are going to see, you, 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 you can watch just that small war. Pay attention what I'm saying to you. Nations from the north will come against Israel. The, the Bible says, nations from the extreme north will come against Israel. Who is in the extreme north? If you go direct to the extreme north, there is one town, one city called Moscow. It's written in the Bible. And, and if you get Moscow, then you go down, you're going to go, you're going to, Take many Muslim countries, and the Bible says they are going to come. And this is going to be the Gog and Magog war. It's going to be terrible. But this is, is about to happen. Second, to happen in Israel, the return of Jesus to Jerusalem. Zechariah 14, 4, Acts 1, 9, 11. I have no time to read. You can read at home. Jesus will return. Third, there will be a revelation of Jesus Christ to the Jewish people, according to Zechariah 12.10 and Romans 11.26. These are the three prophecies that are yet to happen. All of those, but my point now is, follow me please. If 90% of the prophecies about Israel have already been fulfilled, and only three have yet to happen. Should you should take care it very, very seriously. If ninety percent what God said happened just as God said, do you think these three ones are going to fail? <laughs> 
But now we are going to ask, Pastor, prophetically speaking, where are we now, prophetically speaking? I am studying this Bible. I am born again for near 40 years. I'm reading, the, I read many times this book, cover to cover, cover to cover. And I am studying prophecies. And, <clears throat> and what are going to happen next? Do you know what uh, do we have to, ha to happen before the rapture? There is nothing to happen before the rapture of the church. <laughs> All prophecies that had to happen, it's happened. Already happened. And there is nothing to happen. And the next event is the rapture of the church. And according to Jesus' words, Christians not committed to the church of Jesus will be left behind. Not committed to the church of Jesus. Because remember, Jesus said everything the church uh, bind here on earth will be bound in heaven. It's the church that does this. Okay? Uh, through Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus, of course. And uh, then, the first thing that are going to happen is the, the rapture of the church. Then the Antichrist will reign on earth after the rapture. And the great tribulation of seven years will start. I want you now very quiet to stand up because I want to finish now. But don't move. Don't speak. Because you need to have the understand what I'm teaching you and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to guide you now. Because we are in a very we are living a very special time. I told you the first event to happen. There is nothing more. There is no prophecy ab about Israel to happen before the rapture of the church. No. And after the rapture, there will be a great tribulation here. Why? Because the Antichrist are going to reign. I'm going to talk about uh, who is he, but not, not today. You can still be saved during the great tribulation. Can I be saved? If, uh, if I am left behind the pastor, can I be saved? Yes. You can be saved during the great tribulation. But it would cost your life. It's going to be hard. Because you cannot take the mark of the beast. So you won't be able to buy, to sell, or to have food. As your pastor, I have to warn you. Be ready. Jesus is coming back. And this preaching, you are not listening in many places. But I have to warn you, Jesus is coming back and you need to be ready.
connected to Jesus Christ and to Jesus Church, Jesus body. Pay attention, Jesus has a body, not just head. Jesus has a body. Who is his body? The church. No hands can go along walking by itself. You need to be linked and be part of the church of Christ. Jesus will, when Jesus comes back, he will rapture his church. Those who are linked are part of the body of Christ. And I am here to warn you. Do you understand that what you are watching on the news these days? What are you watching on the news? Is the book of Revelation being fulfilled in front of our eyes? What are you watching? Is this book? And many of us, we are just living life. We have no discernment or understand of this time that we are living. We are close. And the great day of judgment is coming. And my question is, are you saved? Are you sure about your salvation? Is your name written down in the book of life? Are you ready to meet Jesus Christ? All those prophecies have been fulfilled. And there are only few left to be fulfilled. One of them is the rapture of the church. That is the coming of Jesus to the church only. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, all those who are dead, I go to raise first. After that, those who are alive is going to be raptured. And it's soon. Close your eyes, please. Close your eyes. How can I be saved, Pastor? How can I have eternal life? How can I enter in heaven? Look to your life. Repent from all your sins. And say, Lord, I am a sinner. I am a sinner and I need you. If you, if you want to have one encounter with Jesus, if you want to give your life to him, please don't be ashamed. Where you are, with your eyes closed, just raise up your hand and say, Jesus, I am here. You are not raising your hands to me. Yes, many hands. Keep your hands up and don't look around, please. Everybody with your eyes closed. Jesus, you know all these people with their hands up. Please forgive all their sins, Lord. There are dozens of people here in this place. People, 
Please, Lord, fill their hearts with the Holy Spirit right now. Lord, forgive all their sins, Lord. Those who are listening to me on the internet, Lord, visit them also. Bring salvation. The Lord loves you. And the Lord are not here to condemn you. Even me, I'm not here to condemn you. But just say, Jesus, enter into my heart. I want to serve you faithfully. Lord, I do pray for all my brothers and sisters here in this place. Bless all of them. Jesus, write their name in the book of life. Lord, we want to be committed to you, to serve you faithfully. And one day we are going to be in your presence. We are going to honor you one day. Lord, we want to, to abandon all kind of sin in our lives. Lord, we want to live a life that will please you, Lord. In Jesus' name, this is my prayer. I declare salvation over every person here. Because you have said, those who cry out, they are going to be saved. And Lord, I, I declare salvation. And a, and a new beginning in every person here in this place. Je say with me, Lord Jesus, you are my Savior. My Lord, my beloved, I give my life to you. I will serve you. And I will be faithful to you. Until the last day of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And give it to God the glory. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah.